You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 76 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP Julie Turner. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat interview. And today I'm here with Julie. Julie, hello. How are you, Christian? I'm doing. Um, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I, you? Okay, why don't we do that? Do? Yes. All right. Why don't I do that? So I'm Julie Turner. I'm in uh, the Seacoast region of New Hampshire, uh, just north of Boston. Uh, I am a partner in Simpraxis Consulting, which is a now six-person, as of January 1st, six-person consulting company that includes uh, Mark Anderson as my partner, uh, Todd Clint, who is another MVP. He's, he's the eye candy Iowa. for the group, I know, but yes. He, he's the sexy one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, and then we have Derek Cash-Peterson and Emily Mancini and newly acquired Michael Gilronin of the uh, Boston area. So that's very we're exciting. A, we're a fun group. Yep. Yeah, Mike's a good, a good guy. He's going to cause you problems. He's going to cause heartache. I know. He doesn't you know cause why. me problems. He causes other people problems, but he knows better. That's right. No, it's well documented. I know. So <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about? Like, what are you up to lately? Kind of, what are you talking about? I know you're very active in the community. You're participating in a lot of the regional as well as international act- activities. So what's yeah, the there is so much going on right now. Um, so I think my primary focus right at the moment is um, I do a lot of work with the Microsoft 365 Learning Pathways. And so that's a um, a huge part of my world um, is working on that project. Um, And we had just went general availability as of Ignite. um, And so that was uh, a pretty big deal releasing that background of what that is for, for folks yeah so um, so yeah that's probably a really great idea let's do that so <laughs> microsoft 365 learning pathways is a uh, a sharepoint framework solution that is it's not open source but it is um a community a somewhat community driven effort to uh have microsoft be able to curate a set of content and playlists that include documents and videos and articles and such things that live on support.office.com or docs.microsoft.com and be able to curate those into playlists around different sets, types of content, like the office suite or just, um, you know, having a, your digital day or any other sort of topic that might, you know, the modern workplace, any of those types of topics. And so they'll categorize and curate these playlists around those topics. And then we need a way to surface those inside of your SharePoint environment. And so that's where the SharePoint framework solution comes in. Uh, that SharePoint framework solution is a set of uh, web parts that you can um, install into your tenant. And then it will bring in that content, those playlists that Microsoft curates uh, of that learning content that you can then serve out to your users in, in your organization. And you, you have, as an administrator of that content, you have the ability to sort of hide and show and, 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 
reorganize and create your own custom content and, and really make it your own so that it's um, helping your organization adopt off uh, Microsoft 365. I know it doesn't replace like a formal learning management system. And no, 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 it's not, the not meant to do that. Not meant to do that at all. Um, there are some third party um, organizations that are sort of trying to take advantage of it and will probably be coming out with um, uh, content to add on to that, that will bring more of that learning management type style to it. But this is more meant just as a, a way that Microsoft can help uh, organizations adopt Microsoft 365 by bringing that training content right to the users. Um, so it's a it's a great thing. It's exciting to work on. Um, and so, like I said, we uh, GA'd that uh, offering as of Ignite, and our next big push is to bring multilingual to the table. So that is what I am working on currently, is enabling you know because all of that training content obviously on docs and and support uh, websites are in multiple languages and we have people all over the world that need that training content in multiple languages. So we wanna be able to provide that. Um, the solution hinges on multilingual pages being available, Microsoft's multilingual pages. We saw a preview of that at SPC uh, last year in 2019. I did a talk with DC Pidar, who's a project manager on multilingual pages for Microsoft. And you know, they're coming, coming right along. Um, it's in private preview right now. So that, you know, it should be, soon an offering from Microsoft. And once that offering is out, then multilingual page, multilingual training through uh, the learning pathways can be a reality. But until then, we just gave uh, feedback to the product team around that. It's one, some people don't know this. If you actually go in and look at an MVP's profile and some of those official activities that are tracked, I know you're better than most, most of us to, uh, to go in and add like where you're speaking and, I, know, I try. You, do you advance stuff in there? Do you put, like, if you know you're going to... I am so... I don't know if it's OCD, but I can't... You know what it is? I have a very strong realization that if I don't do something the minute I think of it, then it won't ever get done. And I don't procrastinate anything because of that. So when I go and speak, when I am ready to leave, one of the things I always do is go in and add to my MVP profile the things that I'm going to be speaking on or talking that's about. That's a good... So that's why it's there. To go and do. I, I, I'm like a lot of people, like I was just in looking at this, I'm actually getting ready to consolidate websites two and one. And if I was looking at a speaking list, I'm like, I've not updated that in over a year. I'm shutting that site down. It's you know just I just don't use it, but it just made me think. It's like oh, I actually I'm I'm not that bad. I last updated I think in August. Well, that's and, not bad at all. Uh, right. I know some people, people I work with, maybe <laughs> who wait until the very last moment and then try to like bulk update this stuff. I'm like I couldn't it takes two days. possibly whole days to do that. I, yeah, and I couldn't possibly remember it all. That's part of the problem. Like even still, I'll like do something and then I'm like, oh, right. I need to go add that into my program. You know, so this is, uh, and the reason, I think this is a great topic, the, 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 the stuff that you're doing with Microsoft, just because one of the most common questions I hear is, you know, like, how do you keep up with everything that's going on? The first answer is, well, well I don't. Nobody I don't. Does. Yeah, right. I don't. Big fail. Uh, yeah. the, the reality is that there's just so much content. There's so much that's, that's going on. You have to kind of pick and choose and there's certainly some you know th things tools like this or learning management solutions and there's third-party solutions mm -hmm. uh, like uh, uh, visual sp and content panda and other things out there yep. incorporate all this third-party content that's out there 
Um, one of the things that I started doing back when I was an evangelist for an ISV, I started doing just for the benefit of the internal teams, I would do kind of a monthly roll up as a newsletter internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, here's everything that I've done. Here's all the content. Here's where I'm speaking. Here's the future yeah. events. And it wasn't any kind of a, you know, like required for the role. It was more of a, be aware that if you, you're, you want to know what your evangelist is doing and what articles you can point customers to, here's, here's the list. And yep. that evolved into a monthly blog post, which last couple of years, I just kind of stopped doing and I'm getting back into the habit of doing. Yeah. Um, so if you go to my blog and you look up in the, uh, you know, the, the, the word cloud, you'd find monthly wrap up or monthly summary and you get a lot of those listings. But that actually helps me at the end of year as part of that. That's really smart. Mindset. Yeah. I'm doing at least in a, I only have to remember a month back when I write those. Right, right. That's not, that's actually a really good idea. I really struggle with the blog thing. I like my blog to have very unique content. Like if you can find that content somewhere else, I'm not going to reblog about it. That's just not how I roll unless I'm value adding, right? Like if I find a blog and then I have value to add to it, that's something. Um, and I like to stay in my lane. Like I have the things that I do really well and I like to keep my, my focus on the things that I do really well. And then the other thing that I have a kind of an issue with, and this is what I struggle with is should blog posts have a time limit? Like, should they be able to expire? That's interesting. Well, just because, you know, it's always frustrating to get a comment on a blog post that's written five or six years ago. Yeah. I mean, I write code. So all my blog posts are about code and the code relates to a version, but that version of that software never goes away. And so that blog post really doesn't go away. People can say, oh, well, I saw this 2010 thing. Can I do that on SharePoint Online? And that's easy enough to say, well, no, because it's for 2010. But if I write like a blog article about like what speaking opportunity happened, you know, or whatever, that has an expiration date. And I struggle with I, this is just me being really weird about it. Like, I don't want to put anything on my blog that could expire. And that, and then, so where do I put that stuff? <laughs> well, the, that kind of goes back to, uh, it was uh, early in my career. I was back when I was still with the, the phone company, Pacific Bell, uh, in the late 90s, um, I think around 98, but had a conversation with the manager about making my, the work that I was doing uh, more visible. Mm. And, uh, and, and so I had you know, uh, great feedback from the technical you know, team. And I was a, a, a project manager and I got some, uh, you know, some executives. I was working very closely with our uh, corporate vice president and uh, it would, and, and they, so, so I, somebody asked a question like this guy coming out of nowhere, working on this project and did all this stuff. And, and so the manager's advice was you need to make all the good work that you're doing more visible. And how do you do that without just coming off? Like, look at me, you know, how do, exactly. How do you, yeah. How do you self-promote in a humble way? <laughs> yeah, that's that's sort of it, you know. And then and then it gets lost in the shuffle. But yeah, I'm struggling with it. I, I'll I'll figure it out eventually. Maybe I don't know. Well, you know what a lot of people do, which I think is is good. So rather than having, because I'll I'll go to a blog, a blog post like, hey, here's my travel plans. These events that are coming up. And to your point, that expires. It has no useful life outside of uh, you know two three month span. Right. Uh, except for going back and 
And, well, except for your use, yeah, right. Well, well, except for going back for the you know end of year and you know and making it as part of the MVP process to say here's what I did over the last year. Right. Um, but what some people will do is just and put it in the list format rather than you know the full blog posts to have a a running list of events that you've presented at. Um, yeah, thanks out. That's to interesting. That. But just so that there's some history. And it would re then refresh your mind. I'm sure you could go. Yeah, that's an interesting. Oh, well, I, we maybe I could code against the APIs for the MVP site too. Yeah, that's right. I, that that data's got to be available out there. It is. There's an API. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Why are we doing this in multiple places? I just use that. You can. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is anybody using that? Is anybody doing that? There was somebody who wrote an add-in for it. And I think there was like a spreadsheet add-in thing, but I don't know if there's a, um, I don't know if there's like a WordPress widget or something like that somebody, somebody's done. I haven't spent a lot of time, but yeah, there is an API that exists. So I'm going to go look into this because if I could have that as a widget on the site of my blog and, and then have- Wouldn't that be cool? That would be actually be cool. I would totally do that. I, I'm in, so let me know. <laughs> Word event activities feed. I'm going to reach out. I'll let you know what I find out. I'm going to reach out to the, awesome. our MVP leads around that. Well, it's there interesting. It's so, so you're doing the, so the, the helping disperse all of the Microsoft learning and the content that's out there. That's a, right. that's a good thing. Cause that's another problem with the, you know, where do I go? It's that there's so much content that's out there. Right. And tons just from Microsoft alone. Right. And, and how do you possibly consume all of that and find it? And kind of the secret to knowledge management yep. is, is finding the right content at the right time. Right, right. And then curating in the right way. Like uh, Sue Hanley uh, was sort of early involved in this and she showed, a she has like a whole no governance knowledge management D type. I don't know what I, exactly I've call it. written once or twice about governance. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, you think? <laughs> yes. But I don't know exactly what she calls it. And I don't want to bastardize it by saying the wrong thing, but she has like a, a, a curated sort of training knowledge management governance type of site. And she actually took the learning pathway stuff in and integrated that right in with her page tagging and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you can also use it as a tool in your own organization that you don't have to just use it the way it's presented. You can use it as a tool along with your own content to sort of curate those. Well, well it is you sure. You have a more formal. Whatever you want. With well, exactly. But my point is it's a web part. So you can put it anywhere in your tenant that makes sense and configure it in any way that makes sense for wherever you're putting it. So it's not just a one-off, here's a site collection, you, you consume it that way. It's that you can then, you know, sprinkle it like, Learning fairy dust all over your tenant. <laughs> I'm just uh, this some great visuals out of that. Yeah, well, you know. Sprinkle that knowledge everywhere. Yeah, right. I mean. <laughs> well, so so aside the the, so the work that you're doing, uh, learning pathways and and this, yep. this and the multilingual stuff. I mean, what else is uh, you know are you excited about that's that's coming out? Some of the announcements have been made. Well, um, so the Project Cortex stuff is coming out and they are having a, uh, a developer ISV focused content kitchen coming up. 
and I will be attending that. So I'm pretty excited. That's at the end of the month. So hopefully we'll get a lot of learnings from uh, what we can expect to see from a programming surface for Project Cortex coming up. And I'm sure that will help me sort of wrap my brain around it. Um, yeah. I tend to think in that style. Uh, the user interfaces, uh, Mark always jokes with me that I can't even use SharePoint. It's probably true. <laughs> Well, um, I, you know, I, so I said I interviewed Naomi at uh, ESPC in Prague last month, yeah. and one of the things I told her, I said, it's, I said, I'm, I'm excited at the prospect of Project Cortex, but until right. we can really get our hands on it, right? I, I'm just, I, I, people that are talking about it, like, there's nothing to talk about, like, nobody's seen it, nobody's right. played with it, no one's got their hands dirty. Right. What do you possibly have to say on it, other than the marketing material out of it? Right. You know, for those of us that have been in the knowledge management sphere for decades, right. you know, seeing versions, attempts at something like this, I, yeah. I, I want to see. Right. And there's little bits and pieces that are sort of making themselves known on the programming surfaces already. Um, you know, there's documented uh, preview of being able to basically push your own content, content into Microsoft Search from your own solutions. And that's kind of been in preview, but we didn't really realize that maybe it's connected. Like all of these things will start to come together and be the full um, solution. And, and so going to these content kitchens for, for people like myself and, and ISVs or whatever, that really helps us start to wrap our brain around what it is and help imagine you know, what we might be able to do with these, these tools. So it'll be exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to that. So yeah, I mean, so multilingual is like, I live multilingual. I wrote the cu a customization, uh, an app customizer that's in the PMP for multilingual pages. And now we have the one coming from Microsoft and the multilingual for learning pathways is coming. So I'm doing a lot of multilingual. And so changing gear is in doing and learning a little bit of project Cortex's underlying API surface. It will be a good change of pace. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, certainly what one of the things that's most exciting, we've seen so much that has uh, been oh, a little furry friend watching. I, yes, his tail went by. Uh, uh, um, I, I just I just heard something back there, like some chewing. Oh, there he is. <laughs> hey, Brady. Uh, but uh, you see the tail wagon, right? But, the, yeah. really. but uh, so much of that Microsoft has been developing has been this kind of packaged curated end user experience or even the you know the admin so much of the formerly former life of an admin was to be kind of a lightweight coder to go mm -hmm. in to build out scripting now so much is packaged it's in powershell or it's through consoles mm -hmm. um one of the things that i thought when i decided with with cortex is i thought you know where you have you know uh, you know customizable in every direction how it's actually shaped what it'll actually look like in two organizations you know, side by side could be very different. Absolutely. It's, uh, some developer excitement around. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm really looking forward just to sort of getting to peek under the covers and, and it should help me solidify what it's really going to be all about and what the moving parts are to make it happen, not how so it's saying, just manifesting. So, so Cortex is the only thing that you're excited about of the other announcements. Well, it's the only one because I'm having programming. I get some programming <laughs> stuff out of it. I mean, like well, I said, I don't use a lot of SharePoint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't use a lot of SharePoint. So that's probably embarrassing. But all I do is code. I code, I code solutions. So I need to know what's possible, but I don't actually use it from day to day. So 
day in, day out. I mean, other than teams, we chat on teams all the time. So I, I use it for that and we store some content. Yes, you are very teams branded. Teams branded today. Yeah. Well, you know what happens you're with swishing and your all the free clothing is that we then wear it. So. Yes. Well, I, <laughs> my fellowship of the graph. See, Microsoft graph. And then I, yes, I have my AC and CJ cloud show t-shirt on. So yeah, yeah. My comfy geek squag as my husband likes to call it. Uh, my wife's favorite of my uh, uh, pullovers is the, uh, what is it? Is the developer, the AI developer one. Which <laughs> right. I got it's like, what? <laughs> right. I the fact that I, I, I got it and I, I got some grief from somebody that I was wearing it in a, in a video. And yeah. was, you know, people, it, it's, it's a sweatshirt, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that they've really gotten smart about and I, and I honestly feel like um, Mark Rackley's collabs, what a, what a, uh, collab summit yeah, show might have started it. Yeah, North America might have started it, but it's the comfy, soft, almost like yes. you've lived in it t-shirt, right? Yes. We're so smart about this. And so I think Mark Rackley started it and, and well, Andrew Connell and CJ picked it up on it. It's his brother-in-law that's the designer. Is that what it is? He's not doing this. So he used to do all of ours as well. So we found a, a shirt. So some of the ones that we did for Seattle, some of my favorite t-shirts still, if anybody has like the SharePoint Seattle one that has this Seattle. I do. Yes. That yeah. one too. That one's yeah. another one. That yep. super thin, soft. But they're like, they're like a wubby. Like yeah. that's the best thing ever. It's like a wubby. Right. And so my husband who in, makes fun of me like for all of my geek wear and will not wear anything but black gray dark green and dark blue like those are his colors yeah. wears a version of this t-shirt all over the freaking place because it's a wubby yeah just well, saying i have, I have a few of them i, I get uh if, especially if it's date night my wife will give me grief about wearing anything branded uh <laughs> You know, she's right. you own these other clothes. I'm like, I got rid of much of them because increasingly the free t-shirts, the tech t-shirts are that soft combed cotton and they're yeah. fantastic. They're just comfortable. Right. right. Yeah, I wear, I wear his next plus Mark did the, the hat really well. But that's, yeah. that's one of those things that we don't talk about in the MVP sphere so much is about, uh, you know, I, I, it's kind of a given that we get so much of the, branded clothing the very tons yeah. vendors and that kind of stuff that want to uh shower us with that love yeah yeah it's fine i mean it's fine but you know but getting what it is through that comfortable stuff oh yeah that's exactly right i'll wear it, it well that's that's and, and maybe i don't leave the house but i am on video every once in a while I, I used to give this feedback as a marketer as i would give this feedback to tech companies it's like stop making ugly t-shirts that no one ever wants to wear right if it's just this ugly heavy thick hanes t-shirt not comfortable anyway right. and then all it is is your logo yeah Good i'm luck. gonna cut the sleeves out make a v in the neck and wear it to work in the garden Somebody probably throw it away a picture of one of the favorite uh t-shirts that i ever did my my favorite one I, I ever designed again it was rackley's brother brother-in-law and it was that soft comb cotton was the the fifth anniversary of sharepoint saturday of, of virginia beach 
and it was of uh, John Cusack from the movie Say Anything, where yeah. he's holding the boombox, standing yeah. in front of his Impala. Yeah. And that's on the t-shirt, except he's holding a giant number five. Oh. It's the, that graphic, nice. the soft tee. And yeah. somebody sent me a picture of the one of, you know, the uh, Dos Equis beer commercial, yeah. most interesting man in the world. Yes. And it's it's him, he's holding a, a, a beer bottle and it says SPS, SharePoint Saturday on it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it says the title, the tagline was, keep collaborating, my friends. Oh, I love that. That's actually it's awesome. It's just, yeah. Uh, see, I would have worn that. Create branding, create designs that people want to wear in a nice t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And, and it's got to fit. Brand recognition out of, out of that. I mean, even Ignite, honestly, the last two years, the Ignite t-shirt, very yep. comfortable. Yep. Very comfortable. And even my son loved the little, the tape. The cassette tape, yeah. The cassette tape. And he looked at me and said, what is that thing, mommy? Well, it's because it's Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy-esque. It was, but he had no idea what it was. He's looking at this tape and he's like, what's that thing? It could have been a CD and he would have been like, what's that thing? It's not a streaming. <laughs> he gets the cloud better than anything else. That's right. It's when a regular television comes on, he's like, why, why can't we just fast forward to the end? Why can't we start over? I'm like, oh, I love you know, when I was your age. So I went to work in the, so the late 90s, I went to, from the phone company, I went to the startup of what is now AT&T Mobile. So yep. it was uh, Pac Bell Mobile Systems. We got bought by SBC. They then bought AT&T. It was Singular, and then it became AT&T. Oh, I had Singular. I know. Yeah. That. Yep. So so back. So we were very early. We got rid of landlines, and we had, you know, we were just mobile phones. So I remember driving from California to Utah, and my daughter, uh, my oldest, and we stopped at the gas station. She's like, Dad, what is that? And she's pointing. The oh, phone booth of Nevada, and I'm like, "What is what?" She's like, "It's right there." I'm like, "What?" She's like, it, "What is that thing?" And I'm like, "Where <laughs> is it behind the phone booth?" And she's like, <laughs> "And it was one of those poles with the smaller box box phone things." And she didn't know what it was, and I'm like, <sighs> you, mean "You don't know what that is? It's a phone. It didn't stay in. It didn't have markings. I'll give right, her right. that. It yeah. was a little bit odd." Um, and, and but then she, her comment was, why don't people just use their cell phones? Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah. She loves that I... Uh, now and I, and this is my, where I have now turned into my parents, right? Because your parents always used to... You'd be like, Mom! And I don't know if like, they hear oh. that because my, my kids are my older. My youngest is uh, just turned 19. Yeah, well, mine is seven. So I'm in, right. a, I'm yeah. in a completely different spot right but now. But when they say that the kids know more about tech and be like, no. no, that's absolutely not true. It's, it's not true. Oh, I love when he argues with me, but that this is how it works. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, your mother is a little bit smarter than you still, buddy boy. Nice try. In that area, Julia. Yes. That, that one area. I, he, I could still count better than him. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that I got, my three boys are taller than me. I got weight on him. And uh, I, yeah. I only wrestled in school. So at the, at the very end of the day, it's like, uh, two of them wrestled. They're much stronger than me, but with my weight and that little bit of school skill that I still have, they've not been able to pin me yet. So yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Mine is gonna 
Really I mean, like I'm five foot ten, so eventually my son will surpass me in height, but he's got a ways to go. It's not like I'm a, a small woman, so <laughs> yeah, I, got, I still win. I, I got two, two of my boys that are power lifters. They're both oh, six, Jesus. Two or six three and yeah, big boys. Big kids. Big so. boys. I just uh, the the way that I conquer them though is that I I wrestle dirty. I them, uh, <laughs> you know, bury my face into their neck and oh, kisses oh, and stuff. And oh yeah, off get off me, <laughs> Dad! You're so gross. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. awesome. Street, it's street rules when you're. Yes, it really is. Hey, you're a parent. You got to win, no matter yeah. how it happens. Well, Julie, I'll let you get back into it. Really appreciate awesome. your time today. People want to find out more about you, get in contact. How do they uh, reach you? Find um, Twitter is so easy. JFJ1997. You can DM me or just tweet at me or whatever. That's the super easiest way. That's where I'm mostly found. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for your time. And we'll talk Thank to you Thank you, Christian. Nice talking to you. Wow.